0: From The Australian, a special episode of The Front. I'm Claire Harvey. Millions of Australians will head to polling booths around the country on Saturday, October 14, to vote in a referendum on an Indigenous voice to Parliament. The nationwide vote is the culmination of a promise made by Prime Minister Anthony Albanese on the night he was elected.
1: And on behalf of the Australian Labor Party, I commit to the Uluru Statement from yeah. the Heart.
0: The debate about The Voice has intensified in the run-up to today's
1: vote. I don't support The Voice.
0: I will be voting yes. I will be voting no.
1: I am absolutely voting yes.
0: In this episode, we're providing all the facts you need to make an informed decision when you cast your vote on The Voice. How are you voting on Saturday? Do you know yet? Yes or no? I haven't been watching The Voice this season. Producer Leah Tamaglu took her microphone to the streets, asking voters about the
1: referendum. I'm voting on Saturday for yes because I think it's the right thing to do for this country but I don't think the government did a very good job in informing people what it's about. I oh, know I'm kind of leaning towards no. I don't. I think well, I've heard my parents have a lot of conversations about it and um, they, they actually like know stuff about it so I don't really know a lot so I've just kind of been listening to them. Yes because I think it would be great to give an advisory
0: body who can talk to Aboriginal communities, see what they want.
1: They already have voices in the parliament. They should concentrate on that before bringing more voices them. This is the first time I've heard about it. Pretty much undecided. It's one of those things I don't care about.
0: Um, I voted yes. Because it just comes down to recognising and having some empathy and there's nothing more sinister going on.
1: No, for sure. Of course, they get everything for free as it is. They get everything. Yeah. Dental, medical, schooling, housing. I'm going to vote yes. I think uh, it's been um, very confusing because of the amount of concern about exactly what it will mean long term. I think it could have been explained a bit better than it has been.
0: Australians are being asked to vote yes or no on an Indigenous voice to Parliament. So, what is the voice? Here's the Australian's Indigenous Affairs Correspondent, Paige Taylor. The voice would be
1: guaranteed in the Constitution, but how it works, many of its functions, its structure, number of members it has, its budget,
0: that would be determined by Parliament after a period of consultation. That means we either vote yes or no now to a voice, and if the referendum is successful, the Members of Parliament will vote on all the details of how the voice would work. It's safe to assume it'll be an elected body, voted in by Indigenous communities, meeting regularly and producing advice in the form of reports and documents. Here's Prime Minister Anthony Albanese reading the words that would go into the Constitution if we vote yes.
1: The Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Voice may make representations to the Parliament and the Executive Government of the Commonwealth on matters relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. The Parliament shall, subject to this Constitution, have power to make laws with respect to matters relating to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Voice, including its composition, functions, powers and procedures.
0: The government says The Voice would be independent and provide advice to parliament and executive government. That's politicians and bureaucrats. That's controversial as some opponents say it could end up advising on everything from defence policy to the location of power stations. The government says The Voice would advise on matters that affect Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, like health, education, employment and housing. All those details, like how the voice functions and what it advises on, can be changed through legislation, so its focus could hypothetically shift under future governments. What can't be changed if the referendum is successful is the voice's existence, which would be enshrined in the constitution. All Australians who are eligible to vote are required to do so. Here's the question.
1: It will read. A proposed law to alter the constitution to recognise the First Peoples of Australia by establishing an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. Do you approve this proposed alteration?
0: Voters need to write yes or no on their ballot papers. There's been some controversy about whether ticks or crosses will be accepted. Here's what the Electoral Commission says. Please don't use a tick or cross. You need to clearly write yes or no in English. However, it's likely a tick will be accepted as a yes vote. A cross or X will not be accepted. The Electoral Commission says this is because it's an ambiguous symbol. It could mean yes or no. If you're not sure where to vote, most polling places, like your local school, will be open for voting. For more info, you can visit aec.gov.au and select find a place to vote. Stay with us. After the break, we break down the arguments for and against an Indigenous voice to parliament. Some of Australia's most prominent Indigenous leaders believe Australia needs an Indigenous voice to Parliament. Here's Nog Pearson at the Australian's Great Voice debate in September.
1: And I believe that this voice proposal will lock that whole paradigm together rights and responsibilities
0: empowerment from the ground up. And Professor Marcia Langton at the National Press Club. This is why talking about the voice also means talking about the future, because that's at the very heart of this proposition and this referendum, a better and more equal future so that all Australians can choose the Australia that we want and a better future that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people can build for themselves with a say in decisions that affect our lives. Supporters of The Voice say it's the most effective way to improve the lives of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. They say that's because it'll give them a say on the laws and policies that affect their lives and well-being, basically that it'll help the government make better decisions about and for Indigenous people. Professor Megan Davis is one of the authors of the Uluru Statement from the Heart in which The Voice was proposed. She says The Voice is a practical way to close the gap between Indigenous and non-Indigenous people. This is about changing the way we do things in communities. It is about recognising our communities through a voice. It permits our people to have a seat at the table. Advocates also see The Voice as a form of constitutional recognition that represents the diverse First Nations communities across Australia. Here's one of Leah's voters from the street.
1: I'm like one-sixteenth Indigenous myself. I think it's just uh, kind of sweeping a lot of the momentum that's been building up in the Indigenous community for a long time. And it's just going to sweep it under the rug for the next 50 years and it's going to be like, all right, we don't need to worry about the Redfern riots for the next 50 years it's dealt with because it's going to be like a fake victory, I believe.
0: In The Australian, we've been publishing straight news, reporting impartially on The Voice proposal. We've also published opinions from all sides, yes and no, for all sorts of different reasons. Here's what our editor-at-large, Paul
1: Kelly, thinks. I've been a strong supporter for many, many years of Indigenous recognition in the Constitution, but I don't support The Voice. The reason I don't support The Voice is because of principle and practicality. In terms of principle, The Voice involves putting a group rights institution into the Constitution. I think that's a mistake. I think anybody in the Constitution should represent overall Australian opinion not the opinion of one group in the population.
0: There are many high-profile Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who don't support The Voice. Here's Senator Jacinta Numpyimpa-Price at The Australian's Great Voice Debate in September. We have over 3,000 bodies that are federally funded to improve the lives of our most marginalised and it's been acknowledged that, you know, they're not working. So instead of creating an entirely new body, bureaucracy, and uh, putting it in our constitution to further... um, Uh, you know, add to what already exists, we need to fix the structures that currently exist. And independent Senator Lydia Thorpe. There is a black sovereign movement out there that no-one wants to listen to, so I'll be their voice. Opponents say enshrining a voice in the Constitution is a risky move because it can't be undone if it doesn't work out. One of the No Camp's biggest concerns is that The Voice will be able to force the government to act on its advice by going to court. Anthony Albanese says the buck stops with Parliament, not the courts, so that won't happen. Some have suggested it's a distraction from the practical changes being faced by Indigenous people living in remote communities. They also say it could further divide Indigenous and non-Indigenous people by giving precedence to one group. They're concerned about divisions within First Nations communities too. Some opponents suggest The Voice could become elitist. Here's former Labor President Warren Mundine.
1: I believe this is a power grab by the elites uh, because they're starting to notice that their power is being lost because Aboriginals on the ground, Native title people, land rights people have got their country back.
0: You can read all our reporting, analysis, and opinion right now at theAustralian.com.au. On Saturday night, we'll have the results live as they come in, with the nation's best journalists and commentators breaking down what it all means for your community. Thanks for joining us on the front. Our team is Kristen Amiot, Leah Samagloo, Tiffany Dimack, Jasper Leek, who also composed our music, and me, Claire Harvey.
1: My name is Manny Karoudis and I'm a former New South Wales policeman turned investigative reporter with a passion for missing persons cases. I'm here to quickly tell you about our True Crime Australia podcast, The Missing. In this series I look at old missing persons cases which have all gone cold in an attempt to try and uncover new information which could help see these missing people reunited with their loved ones or any form of clue that could bring these families closure. The Missing is available now wherever you get your podcasts and early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts.